Begin to notice your breath. Don't change it. Only notice it. Notice any sensations in your body without feeling judgment or the need to alter them. And take a second to breathe through a moment of calm. Now take an intentional deep breath in and exhale all the chaos. I'm Sanjoria Sidnor, a yoga mama, your host, and owner of Our Families Doing Yoga. I invite you to join me for tea as we explore topics involving parenting, families, health, and well-being. You can't pour from an empty cup, so prepare to fill yours. You're listening to Tea with a Yoga Mama. Hello, and welcome back to Tea with a Yoga Mama. I am your host, Sanjoria Sidnor, a mama on and off the mat, using tea to help me relax, energize, and focus. The weather here is summertime nice, and my tea of choice is ice today. It's ice, green tea, and honey. In episode one, I spoke about perinatal depression and my personal experience with it during pregnancy and postpartum. I recently attended a training for professionals working with pregnant and postpartum mothers facilitated by Heartland PMAD consultants. That's perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. I learned so much during this training about what I and other mothers have gone through or may go through. So I was really honored to be asked to speak as a panel guest at their upcoming training in May about my podcast. My most severe experience was with my second child. In preparation of this episode, I read over my pregnancy journal with her. And by my second trimester, I had been admitted to the hospital three times for dehydration. I must have had a mix of emotions because although I paint a clear picture of how miserable I was physically, I sound pretty excited and positive, which is very different from what I remember. I remember being so miserable that I felt that if I woke up and found out that I was no longer pregnant, it would have been more of a relief than a tragedy. I recall crying very often and being unusually agitated by my oldest, who was such a good kid. My daughter was planned after a very recent miscarriage. And early on, I also had some bleeding that freaked me out for a couple of weeks. It eventually cleared up, but this and the prior miscarriage probably caused me to disconnect from the pregnancy. And since I expected the morning sickness and excessive saliva to go away after the first trimester, when it didn't, that complicated things even more. Once she was born, I was excited to have her home and I loved her so much. I cannot express how much I loved and still love her. Yet the symptoms of depression continued and the anxiety was at an all time high. I had created these expectations that I would be the same mom with my second as I was with my first. But mentally, I wasn't the same mother. Physically, I wasn't the same mother. And overall, it was just unrealistic to think I could make the same moves with two as I did with one. 
My first child was a cesarean and my second was a vaginal birth. And I wasn't prepared for the difference in postpartum care, especially with a three-year-old. I can't remember if it was my second pregnancy or my third, but with one of my girls, I would wake in a sweating panic. I would stay up researching flotation devices and tools to puncture a window in case I accidentally drove my car off a bridge. My second had reflux, and there was the fear that she would choke to death on her vomit while I was sleeping, and the usual fears of waking up to find that they were no longer breathing or someone abusing them. I felt that they were only safe in my care because no one else could possibly care for them as I did. I learned in this training that this was postpartum anxiety. The training explained the different mood disorders such as baby blues, depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, bipolar, and psychosis. The data shared through this training was alarming yet not surprising. It showed that postpartum depression leads to 20% of postpartum deaths being caused by suicide. There are various reasons and ways that PMAD shows up, but the most important thing is that all women deserve support. Yet 75% of those who screen positive receive no treatment. What was also interesting was to hear that in many cases, these symptoms are already present and very similar to the symptoms of a non-maternal person who would, what they would experience. Many times a person has learned to cope with the symptoms, but in pregnancy, they can intensify. I won't go into depth about each mood disorder, but I'll check a quick overview or give a quick overview of a few that aren't commonly talked about, like postpartum anxiety, which usually occurs after birth into the first year and can occur alone and separate from depression. Symptoms are not limited to, but include panic attacks, constant worrying, and decreased appetite and sleep. Postpartum psychosis also typically occurs anytime after birth into the first year, and symptoms are from a wide list, including hallucinations and delusions. Postpartum obsessive compulsive disorder happens within the same time frame and and can include repetitive, intrusive thoughts about the baby, fears of being alone with the baby, and compulsions and repetitive behaviors like checking the baby's breathing, cleaning, or even rechecking locks, monitors, and equipment obsessively. If you are dealing with any of these mood disorders, seek help from a professional. I knew something wasn't right. And I wish I'd done a better job of advocating for myself to the health professionals. I also encourage you to find someone you feel comfortable sharing with and talk about what you're feeling. Whether that's a support group, a friend who has experience with it, or just good at listening. Talking about it helps. I am a co-founder of a local breastfeeding support group called I Am Breastfeeding. And although I am a facilitator, Most of the support at the time that I received came from our groups. I also found that as I shared some of the things I was experiencing, because I still kept a lot to myself, other moms would open up as well. This was a family support setting, so some moms would even bring their partners, which offered opportunities for multiple perspectives. I talk about my experience more now, but it is still pretty hard to share without the fear of being judged. 
I'm afraid people will find flaws in my relationship with my children and blame me, alluding to my postpartum behaviors. I'm afraid that I wasn't emotionally available enough for my second. And although I breastfed her and baby wore her the longest, I often feel guilt that it is my fault that she has such a complex temperament of often overwhelming emotions. If you are supporting a person through PMAD, the best support is to be a non-judgmental listener. Be empathetic. Be patient and affirming. Ask how you can help. Never assume you know what's best for that person. And if they turn you down or don't know what they need, be okay with just sitting with them through the hard moments. If you are interested in learning more about PMAD, Harlan is offering their upcoming training virtually as well as in person. And you can sign up at the link in the description. Use code HEART22, HEART22, and receive 75% off registration. I'd love to see you there. And for today's herb, I want to remind you that some days the simple act of getting out of bed is enough. Be gentle with yourself, knowing that just as there is calm after each storm, this too shall pass. Thanks for listening. And until next time, take care and be well, mamas. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and encourage you to check out our YouTube channel, Our Families Doing Yoga, for simple beginner-friendly yoga videos for the entire family. You can also connect with us on social media. And until the next time, remember, just like tea, we show our strength in hot water.